Grit Backstories with two grit mates, Peter and Dave on the CEO Huddle. When I was a little girl, just about 21, my mom says if you get a man, you better get a gun, cause he'll do you good and teach you right to the day that you are with. Then he stay drunk and gone all night and beat you till you're dead, you better learn business in the back It is CEO Huddle Time, Dave and Pete, two great mates, and it's a bit of a special. It Pete, is. Great mate. What have you got for us? So I've got um, I've got an interesting character called Pat Masiti, uh, who is probably one of the best online marketeers out there, but an inspirational guy, got a really interesting backstory. He is Mr. Positivity. Okay, let's listen. So, welcome to the CEO Huddle. And today I'm delighted to be joined by uh, an internationally renowned speaker uh, who shared the stage with many famous names Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Richard Branson, uh, amongst many, many others. Has worked with some amazing people, including Mike Tyson, which he'll be very uh, cautious about. <laughs> A seasoned business executive. Uh, entrepreneur, mindset growth strategist, which we'll get into, best-selling author. I mean, the guy is is the most inspiring person I've met on stage um, and is, is just boundless of energy and positivity. So I'm delighted to be joined by Pat Masiti. Great to be on the program, Peter. Morning there, evening here, and uh, great to see your smiling face. I love those glasses, man. You look like a cross between Elvis Costello and, uh, and, and the guy from um, Crowded House, not a split edge, Crowded House. So, uh, yeah, I reckon you're a rock star in there somewhere. <laughs> well, I'm a frustrated rock star. And that sentence was going really well until you said yeah. Costello, because <laughs> I'm a huge Elvis fan. And I sometimes oh, think, yeah, I'm sure I, I think I'm Elvis. Yeah, look, brother, do you know what? We watch this show every night on Saturday nights called Jukebox Saturday Night. And they play all these old video clips. And every Saturday, I wait for that one Elvis song that they put on. But the greatest that ever was. Bono said, before him, there was nothing. After him came everything. But uh, anyway. But, uh, but ha- look, thanks for having me on your show. And uh, what a great success story you are, my friend. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, thank you. And, and um, you, you have, uh, I have had the pleasure of seeing you on stage. And Pat, you so in a world of... I would say negativity and fear and particularly with COVID, everyone's just getting crazy about, you know, worrying and things. You, you, you go the opposite way. And I've noticed that you, you're so busy during COVID saying to people, come on, you've got to break out and take control. So how yeah. have you managed to do that? Because it's... Well, it's look, when, when COVID hit for, for me, you know, this time the year I'm always in the UK or Europe and enjoying the European summers and doing events, which you've been part of. And, and when COVID hit, I realized, wow, everything's completely shut down. It was a ghost town. I went for a drive and I was just crying. I got very emotional. So I went and got my cameraman. I said, Daniel, come with me. I've got an idea. We drove around and we were just randomly seeing people in the street in a daze and they were very lost. And I launched this thing called a 30-day challenge, uh, 30K in 30 days. And what we did was we just launched a concept. We thought we can start a business from zero and generate $30,000 in 30 days from a standing start. 
Now, the qualification was that they, they had to have an idea, not necessarily be in any kind of business at all, but we wanted to work with startups to prove that we could do something. Well, it took off. As a matter of fact, Elspeth Hughes from the UK, she was a, um, a sound engineer that lost her job during COVID, single mum, crying on the floor of her kitchen, wondering how she's going to pay the rent, sent in this application after we did like about three or four weeks of training. We randomly picked her out of 280-odd applications, generated $220,000 in like an hour wow. using our system. And, and what I've discovered is that we can bow to the dread, the fear. I mean, firstly, with COVID, and I don't want to get into the politics of it, all the modelling was wrong. Everything was wrong. I mean, you, I've never seen a bigger media beef up from something that, sure, there was a lot of deaths with COVID. Of COVID, that's different. But they continuously have created this culture of fear and, uh, and dread and... I am the opposite that in every crisis there is opportunity and every time there is darkness, there's a time for light to shine. And that's what I want to inspire everyone out there, that they can be bigger and better and greater. Now, there's never been a greater time for people to be self-reliant, self-sufficient and create their own economies than now. But it requires, sorry, Peter, I'm, I'm just excited. It requires, number one, a better system yeah, in which we help people. And number two, it requires a, a, a strategy and number three, mentorship. And just anyone out there right now, this is a time for you to reset. And I hate the word pivot, but now is a great time for it. But uh, it really starts up here by getting your mind right. And you talk about, um, I was just thinking that the, the whole COVID thing is an extension of what you talk about, which is, you know, people are brought up to um, have a scarcity mindset about money. They're told to get a job in a bank. They're told to, you know, think they're secure and they're not, as opposed to you've got to control your own destiny. It's just an example of the same thing, isn't it? Look, sadly, we have become slaves to the job mentality. And the world has changed. Um, uh, I mean, the world changed with Henry Ford's day, it changed in JFK's day. It's changed. And, and Robert Kiyosaki was speaking for me the other day and he said, 15% of businesses that you know right now will not exist in the next 12 months. They'll be gone. 15% jobs. Right now in Australia, we've got a massive unemployment rate. Job keepers keeping people alive. It's a government-funded thing. But I'm saying to people in this time, now's the time to reinvent yourself. Go and look. There's people out there listening to me right now. You've got CEOs, doctors, engineers. You should be turning yourself into an asset-making machine taking your knowledge and learning how to monetize it. I've got engineers now. I mean, I've got a guy who was in the same room where you were at, uh, I might add, who is a sign writer. And, and I told him, you can take your business as a sign writer and teach people on webinars and seminars and online how to generate money. He said, Pat, I find it hard to believe I could do that. Well, guess what? First webinar, 18,000 pounds. His wife wants to have our children right now, but because he's taken knowledge. You know, if, 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 you, if you're 40 plus, you're out there, the job force, you're out in the scrap heap. You, you know, unless you've got a skinny pair of jeans and a, a stubble with a little ponytail, they don't want to employ you anymore, you know? So guys like you and me, with, and, and out there, and girls out there, we've got wisdom and knowledge and years of experience. We've got to turn this around now and monetize our knowledge, you yeah. know? 
So where does where does this come from, Pat? Where your journey? You didn't. I, I guess you weren't born and at ten year old. No. You were positive. You probably went through the same thing. When, when was your turning point to realise? Look, that- I, I, I was raised by two alcoholic parents. English is my second language. My dad used to basically beat me every week. I mean, I, you know, locked in fridges and belted for just breathing because he was a drunkard. And my mum, you know, the same. But firstly, my, my mindset changed when I came to faith and I, I became a person of faith and believing. And, and that really changed my life. So I was a very angry, bitter young man. You know, I'm running around with a steel bolt for a ring when I'm 13 years of age, kicked out of school at 15 for violent behaviour, beating up four brothers, trying to set a guy on fire on a railway station. Wasn't a very nice person. And then I had this epiphany. And I say my greatest day of my life was the day I said, I shall not kid myself anymore day. And, you know, I had to make changes. And... Shifting your mindset, for those of anyone listening out there, it's a process. Transformation is a process. And sometimes we fall in love, like, say, with weight loss. Oh, I want to lose, the, you know, the five pounds or the five kilogram or 10 kilograms. But you've got to fall in love with the process, not the end result. And it's the same in business. You've got to fall in love with the process. Business owners out there, you know, there are people that love the paycheck every month. But when it comes to their processes, <laughs> sadly lacking. So it's that process of, you know, I I, I read books, I I listen to CDs, I listen to podcasts, you know, and it only takes 20 odd, 30 minutes a day, you know, and I can't say that I do it every day, but um, I I, to the best of my ability and and I want to encourage people to read. As a matter of fact, I I want to give away one of my books, if that's okay with you, Pete. uh, I've got a book out there called Wake Up and Dream, which has sold 400,000 copies. And if any of you would like a free copy of my best-selling book, Wake Up and Dream, uh, it's just a give. Uh, there'll be a, uh, a link there in the chat. And that's a give from beating myself to you guys just for being on the show. People say, well, why would you do that? Life's been good to me. And, you know, I couldn't read and write. So I, I want people to read. And it's a very simple read. It's not difficult. And hopefully that will inspire some people. That's amazing, Pat. I think that's so generous. Thank you. So just on Wake Up and Dream, could, could you explain what, how that came about and, and what the concept is? Because I heard the story. I love well, it. Yeah, look, I, I had this idea of a book called, and the thought came in, the, the lyrics, the, the title is kind of Wake Up and Dream. I thought people need to wake up to their dreams, not fall asleep on them. And so I decided to write this book based on the, on the anatomy. You know, a dream is eyes, a dream is mouth, a dream is feet, a dream is hands. Now, it took me 18 months to write. I now can write a book in 18 days, but I was a slow starter. And when I wrote the book, I, I made a pledge to the Almighty. I said, my first order, I'll give away all the money to charity. Well, my first order was 27,000 copies. So it was a $183,000 check. Uh, and I gave that money away. And the book has just gone from strength to strength to strength to strength. Um, and it really is on building your life to be able to see, to be able to use your hands, your heart. You know, what does a dreamer's feet looks like? I talk about the dreamer's reproductive or, or organs and how, you know, if we're going to be leaders and business owners, we've got to reproduce ourselves. We've got to help people think. We've got to have people of a good heart. We've got to have people that learn to work with their hands. And, and that's the ethos of the book. Uh, and um, it, it's got some great stories in there. I, I love telling stories because... People will forget a principle, but they'll remember a story. Yeah. So that's that's the book there. So go to the link there and get yourself a free copy. Spreadsheets, GDV. 
fast cars or just great backstories. It's Two Grit Mates on the CEO Huddle. There is a And the other thing that you, you believe in, uh, which is interesting, is you believe in uh, giving things away. So I know that you're a, you're a, you've created charities. And yeah. isn't, is that part of the same? I'm thinking about this scarcity and abundance mentality. That yeah. If you've look, got abundant mentality, you give things away, I guess. You, look, whatever you want in life, you've got to give it away. You want love, give it away. You want peace, give it away. You, know? uh, you, you, you want money, give it away. Because oh, if I had more money, I'd, I'd be generous. Rubbish. If, if, you, if you're not generous with, with 10 quid, you're not going to be generous with a million quid. You know, I'd say to you, if you're a tight, you know, whatever, with a thousand pounds, you're going to be a tight mm, with, a, with a million pounds. It's, it's not the amount of money. And, uh, you know, I make it a principle, I give away 10%. Uh, that's a base for me. Um, I've even given to charity. Why? Because I understand the law of investment over time equals return. Uh, invest money, it'll come back over time. Uh, invest heart, love, knowledge, it'll come back to you over time. It's the law of the universe. Abundance, you see, when you hold money like, if you hold money like this, you're like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, it's hard to get anything in there also. You know, it's very hard, but if you hold money like that, you know, being able to share, being able to give. And, and again, just on that, you, you don't give to just any charity or anything. You want to make sure you put good seed in good soil because you can get a good investment, put it into a bad ground, you're not going to get a return. And so it's very important that we qualify what we give to. Um, and uh, for, for us, you know, every month we give to charities and, you know, Cambodia, uh, She Rescue, We've helped, you know, build orphanages over there for little girls that have been trafficked around the globe sexually. Now they've got jobs, they've got education. Uh, we've built, I think, 12 or 15 homes in Uganda. Uh, we have a school with seven, 8,000 children over there, uh, AIDS hospices and everything. And, and again, this is all part of, of giving. And by the way, let me just say this. It's easy to give away money to a country like Ethiopia or, but, you know, sometimes to be charitable in our own backyard, mm. you know. Yeah. And uh, Britain and Australia has been very good, but we've got to start looking after our own. We've got to start looking after our veterans. We've got to start looking after our elderly. We're going to start looking after our elderly that are out there and, and went through wars and, and you know, the old saying, charity begins at home. Um, we've got to look after these people because uh, they're our parents and they're our grandparents. And, and they, they, they gave up a lot for us to enjoy the freedoms that we have now. What freedoms we have left, I might add. <laughs> yes, very true, very true. And is that what you would call, I know you talk about a millionaire mindset. Mm. What, what, what is a millionaire mindset, Pat? Because you need it before you become a millionaire, don't you? I, I tell you, you can't have a, a, a million pound income with a $5 mentality. Um, so number one, you see money as, as a stream, uh, not a pie. And number two, you know, you can't change what you constantly tolerate in life. You know, millionaire mindset. What you do daily will determine what you are permanently. Have some daily disciplines. Uh, number four, you can either make money or excuses, but you can't do both. You know, um, a, a fifth principle is that your life will move towards your most predominant focus. You know, Pete, you know, I, I used to um, be the chairman 
uh, and director of a drug rehabilitation center. Graduated 400 boys, heroin, cocaine, amphetamine, pee addictions, 86% success rate, never took one cent of money from the government. 40 of those boys are now millionaires. And I would say to them, I never want to hear you say, I'm a recovering alcoholic, I'm a recovering drug addict. And they would go, but why? I'd go, because I've never seen a butterfly say, I'm a recovering caterpillar. Every one of you listen to me. Your past, your future is waiting the burial of your past. Stop rehashing stuff. Learn from those disappointments, the divorces, the hurts, the illnesses, the retrenchments. Learn from those. What valuable lessons did you learn out of that? You know, one of the things I teach in millionaire mentality is that your associations equal your assimilations. Your life financially is going to grow to the level of your seven closest friends. Now, some of you are in deep yogurt right now because <laughs> uh, you've got to change those quality of lives. I discovered when I worked in drug rehab and when I worked with people that have gone through challenges and issues in their life, the associations they keep will determine whether they get out of those situations faster or whether they stay. And those of you that are CEOs and you have companies, you know, you get a group of disgruntled people, it spreads like a virus, you know, but you, and um, you can take one bad apple, put it in a box of good ones, it'll infect the whole lot. But try taking a good apple and put it in a bunch of bad ones, the bad one's going to get infected. Just make sure you've got your apples in the right box, you know, yeah. uh, and in your relationships, vitally important. Yeah. I've started to use this phrase, Pat. I don't know what you think about this. You know, when people talk about where they are, mm. I, I say, add at the end, at the moment. Mm. So, you know, if you're in a bad relationship, at the moment. If you don't mm. like your job, at the moment. At the moment, yeah. Try to get people to, to get out of, this is, this is where I am, as opposed to it's a moment in time. Yeah, look, I think people... I think people get permanently stuck. I think Bono wrote a song called uh, Stuck in a Moment and You Can't Get Out of It. And instead of seeing life as a transition, they see life as a, as a permanent stop. And I like that at the moment. I'm going to steal that. Pete, thank you very much for that. But, uh, <laughs> but again, uh, at the moment, sure, there's COVID, but at the moment, there's great opportunity in crisis. At the moment, there's a great time for a reset. At the moment, right now. Now, what we do from there will springboard into our futures, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you're working with um, with uh, Mark Hansen, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul guy, yeah? Yeah, we just look, I just did two events with Mark Victor Hansen, one with Brian Tracy, uh, one with uh, Jack Canfield. Um, we've got Robert Allen coming on, working with Rob Proctor. Wow. I mean, uh, yeah, Alan Pease, who's very well known there in the UK. Uh, we're going to teach people how to turn their passion into profit. And by the way, if anyone would like a free ticket to any of my virtual summits, just um, just email me at uh, 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 Pat, which is my name. This comes. This will come to me directly, Pat at Masiti.com. Now, that's my direct email, so I'm setting myself up here, Pat, P-A-T, at M-E-S-I-T-I.com. And we'll send you guys some free tickets to any virtual seminars we've got. Again, you know, we allocate a certain number. Yeah. Uh, but Mark Victor Hansen, I've got, uh, oh, gosh, got great Robert Allen coming on. Now, Robert's an interesting guy. He said, give me $1,000, drop me in any American city, and I'll have a million-dollar portfolio within a week. Really? Wow. Oh, man, sharp, man, sharp. Wrote a book called Multiple Streams of Income. Sharp. 
So we've got a lot of that coming up, you know, but uh, now I think I might have interrupted you midstream, but. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, and and uh, what's it like working with these guys? Because, you know, Brian Tracy, I, I, uh, yeah. I'd on a few weeks ago. I mean, I told him the story that 20 years ago, um, I, I joined a new job and I didn't really know what, what to do. And I bought his, um, his CD disc. I used to play them in the car every day. And then when mm. I interviewed him, I showed him them. I'd still got them in the loft. Yeah, yeah. Amazing Look, guys. Brian, do you know what I've learned about most of these guys? They're so humble. Yes. Greatness is, is uh, humility and greatness go hand in hand. Some of these wannabes are, I'm not aware what I'm allowed to say on the show, but they're going to seem like they've got a pulse stuck somewhere in their body. Uh, but uh, you just want to rip it out and hit them in the head with it. But, but greatness and success is humble. I, I noticed that when I met Nelson Mandela many, many years ago, I just did a tour with um, arguably the greatest USC fighter of all time, George St. Pierre, humble, you know. Um, and Mark Victor, humble guy, what, what can I do? How can I serve? I'm here to serve. And just wonderful people, you know. Um, yeah. And, of course, you want to reward that, you know. I mean, I... I make sure that when they come on board, I, I pay them, I pay them well. Um, and, uh, and, and that's the reward for their labor. So, yeah, but look, hey, we've got so many of these things on. Send me an email, put you on a database, or, you know, if you go there and get our free book, that'll automatically put you on our database. And yeah, get a whole bunch of free stuff, you know. Love Save it. yourself some money. Be, hey, jump on board because Peter's your friend. <laughs> great backstories with two great mates, Peter and Dave on the CEO huddle. There is a sin to that barrel. There's gonna come a time when you can run. So, do you miss the events part? Because I know you do lots of. Terribly. Oh my gosh. You love this I've never been home this long in my 42 years of traveling as a speaker. Um, my poor, my kids go, how does Christine handle it? I've never been home this long. Um, and I miss the human touch. I miss the rooms. I miss, yeah, it, it just gets me a little emotional sometimes because, you know, under the cover of COVID, there's been so much isolation of the human soul and, uh, and human beings weren't meant to live this way. Mm. And to me, this is why I, I'm so opposed to all this, and I'm a, bit, I'm a bit of a student, you know, Lancet Medical Journals, they, they didn't encourage the lockdowns, they don't. And for some reason, we adopted a system from a regime rather than, you know, really... And to be honest with you, we're never going to get rid of COVID. I mean, it's just going to be with us like the flu. We're just going to have to learn to live with it. Yeah. And again, if people have to, to differentiate between the fact and the fiction and the fake news to the the real news and, you know, I, I'm very concerned at the media. I, I've never been a fan of the media anyway, having received a lot of negativity and lies from them myself. But right now, they, I think they thrive on the fact that their ratings grow because they instill dread. Yes, they do, yeah. Good news doesn't sell. Yeah. And every time, you know, COVID deaths, well, why don't you tell us about the people that are, you know, what's interesting is that, and again, I don't want to get into an, an argument with anyone, but that you never hear them talk about building the immune system. You know, you never hear that anymore. We don't hear it straight away vaccines and people are dying. But, but you know, a lot of people dying have got awful illnesses and 
you know, with Italy, I mean, Italy, prime example, people live in these tiny apartments on top of each other. And the, the oldest population in Europe is in Spain and Italy and some of these countries. Well, hello, you know, uh, and, and the worst health systems as well. So I think we need to, we should have been wise. We've learned a lot more now in the last six months. Sadly, in Australia, our, some of our despot dictators aren't learning as good as no. some of our European brothers and sisters. Surprisingly, Pat, it seems that Australia, which I thought was, you know, very much a, you know, we, 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 we're independent thinkers. They seem to have taken this further than anybody. I've heard That's it. what political leaders do when they become dictators and don't admit their own mistakes. I mean, in this country, Premier Dan Andrews, instead of hiring the Australian Federal Police to look after the quarantine, he went and gave it to one of his union mates whose daughter works in his office. Well, they messed it up. We had union guys out there having sex with people in quarantine. And, and of course, the numbers got out of control, which compared to the world's other world numbers, it's nothing. Mm. And, of course, doesn't want to admit a mistake. And what's happening, it's actually a, a philosophy of life. The more you clamp down like this, the more things react. So he had the worst lockdown. I mean, putting a nation under or state under curfew. And he finally said, well, I made that decision myself. It was, it was under medical advice. Medical advice. Yeah. Um, it is ridiculous. We, we have become the laughing stock of the world because of, well, two basic premiers. But, you know, look, there will be light at the end of the tunnel and uh, we shall overcome, you know. I and uh, I look forward to getting back into the UK and going out for some mushy peas and, you know, <laughs> getting myself a chip booty out there and uh, a good steak and kidney pie in one of the local pubs. Yeah, yeah, and fish and chips and, and all those great things. Fish and chips over there. I love them, but they don't love me. <laughs> yeah. So which is your favourite country to visit, Pat? I love Italy. Yeah? I love Italy. I'm Italian. I love the food. I love the culture. I don't like the laziness and the socialist mindset, but I love the food. I love the culture. And I do love the UK. I, I find um, the Brits... People say the Americans are very responsive. I find the Brits very responsive because they like a good laugh. And, uh, you know, my favourite comedians are, you know, are, are, is British comedy. I find it hilarious, you know. Yeah. I don't handle the American stuff all as well, but, uh, but I do love my British. So we love England. And what I love about England is it's just so close to everything. So, yeah, but uh, Italy's got to be my number one place in the UK, close second because of its proximity to everything, you know. Interestingly, last night I, I took my dog for a walk with my daughter and um, there's a, 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 a lad that used to live a few doors away. So he was growing up, uh, he's 30 now. And he, uh, last time I saw him, he was a boxer. Mm. And then, so he came over, I haven't seen him for maybe five years and he walked over and I said, um, are you still boxing? And he said, no. I said, what are you doing now? He said, I'm a stand-up comic. Now, <laughs> it, was, it was probably the second to last thing on a list that I'd think he would be. And I thought, well, that can't be working well. And within 10 minutes, I got it, why he was a stand-up comic. The guy was yeah. hilarious. But I thought, I said, I'm so proud of you that, you know, yeah. boxing, and then you've completely transformed yeah. your life. But that's it, doing what you love. This is what I'm encouraging people to do. Yeah. Do what you love, do your passion. You know, um, I, I was talking, I was on a show here, uh, by Australia's leading economists. And funny, they, they get me on, on these show and I failed maths at school, you know. So uh, and they get me on these, uh, these economists and, you know, money shows. 
and, and I said, basically, uh, if you're 40, 45, 50, go and monetize your stuff. If you're retired, go and make money. If you're an old engineer, teacher, or any anything at all. And do you know, Pete, I've worked now with 38 niches. Everything from people that, from crocheting to nurses that, who just find a passion and they monetize it. Yeah. I have a 78 year old lady in this country who wrote a book on, on dreams and on interpreting dreams and, you know, when you dream at night. And now that, that leaves me cold, you know. Uh, to me, I find that as about as exciting as watching paint dry. But there's a niche. She's got a TV show now, got a YouTube channel. She's co-written a book with Richard Branson. And there's a 78-year-old woman. Wow. And yeah. I'm sitting there going, come on, guys, there's a lot of you out there that can monetize your knowledge if you just learn how. Maybe some of them need to be stand-up comedians. I can teach them. <laughs> I think you'd be good at that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love a good belly laugh. I love a good belly laugh. So, Pat, what would you say to um, what would you say to the twenty-year-old Pat? What would you say to him today? <laughs> would you say? What would I say to the twenty-year-old Pat? <laughs> I know what I'd like to say to him, but I better not be a good thing on camera here. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would say to your 20 year old Pat, think past the next five minutes. Well, before you do anything, think past the next five minutes. Uh, I wish I'd learned that, you know, in actions and, and I've had some wins and I've had some terrible failures in my life, but that's it. And then the second thing I would say to him is be careful of your associations, right. build great associations. I think that that's the one thing that's really helped me, Peter, to keep bouncing back and overcome this. My, when I've had my worst moments, I've gone back to the people that I've got the best associations with. Yeah. And, and that's something every CEO, every leader needs to know. You've got to build a great circle of, of people around you. Um, that's where your quality of your life's going to be. Yeah. yeah. My mum used to say to me, uh, lie down with dogs, get up with fleas. That's which, right. Which is the kind Absolutely. of thing. Of, of building, I, I think that's so true to get good people around you, isn't it? Which takes time, yeah. at 20, you're not aware yeah. of it, are you? Well, look, relationships and associations don't happen overnight. Um, but I, I often say to people in relationships, be careful of the man that wants from you something he's not willing to give you. I want loyalty, well, you're gonna give it back. Yeah. You know, I want you to be respectful, you're gonna give it back. And, and, and the quality of your life is determined by those that are the closest to you. You know, associations are like an elevator. They'll either bring you up or pull you down. Uh, associations can increase your level of influence. You, you know, I say to people, you are one person away from a breakthrough in your business. Yeah. Look, I only needed one person in my life to teach me how to do things different. That was my great mentor, Mr. Peter J. Daniels. Wow. Um, and just one person can open up a lot of doors. I mean, yeah. you know, we were talking before here about doing some stuff together. Just one person can open up a lot of doors. Yeah, just find those people. And then and then feed those relationships. Don't be a one-way relational person. Be a bringer, not a taker. You be a bringer. What are you bringing to the table? Uh, don't just take from the table. Bring to the table. Yeah, great. That's, that's so true. And Pat, that's yeah. the other thing you touched on there. Um, and that's mentoring. 
And mm. when I speak to people, and you just mentioned um, Mr. Daniels, everyone who's, who's become a success in their own life, whatever that is, has always mm. had a mentor at some stage. Correct, correct. Well, that word mentor has been so misconstrued these days, you know. Um, I know, um, I, I, I know, I, I'm mentoring people think, oh, he's my mentor because they listen to someone. But a mentor is not someone you listen to, it's someone you follow. A mentor gives you wisdom without having to wait. They give you knowledge with less pain. Not all pain goes away, but less pain. A mentor should give you access to three things. Principles to live, people, and profit. Brilliant. A, a, a mentor to me, you need what a mentor has. A mentor does not need what you, what, what, what you have. Yeah. A mentor is not your best friend. Your best friends are comfortable with what's going on back here in your past. Your mentor is, com is, is, is comfortable to pushing you into your future. And people sadly want to be like, oh, bless you, darling. Oh, my gosh. That's not a mentor. That person is not going to help you grow. You need someone that will push you forward. Uh, it's like when you go to the gym, you get a personal torturer or trainer. Yeah. They push you. You think you can't do anymore, and they push you to another three push-ups. That's a mentor. Yeah. Get one, and when you find a good one, stick with them. Yeah, that's so true. I'm just thinking, I had a personal trainer a few years back, and I've never done the amount of press-ups since that I mm. did when he was kicking me. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? So true. That's funny. It's true. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Pat, I, I appreciate your time. Um, and uh, thank you. I'd like, I'd like to ask you one thing before we close. Yeah. Um, so if you, I know you like your food. So if you went to your favorite restaurant and it might be in Italy and you could take four people with you alive mm. or dead for your favorite dinner, e evening meal, which four people would you take? Is my wife or outside of those? Well, your, wife, of my... your wife can do Let's that. Let's leave my wife at home. Who would I take? No, she can be there, but she's not in the four. One, I'd take Jesus. Wow. Because if wine runs out, it can always change that water. <laughs> Brilliant. Two, I think I would take Nelson Mandela, an amazing man. I met him, an incredible man. I'd take Jesus, I'd take Nelson Mandela. I think it would take Martin Luther King uh, because Martin Luther King was one of the greatest civil rights leaders, genius of a man. Uh, led a movement without all the shenanigans we see today. And I think the fourth person I would take would probably be Donald Trump. <laughs> now, I, and uh, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, and that's because I, I just, I, I know the man, I toured with him. Um, it'd be an interesting conversation. <laughs> It would be and and the fact is that he doesn't tow the party line. He, he he's not going to be bought by an established political agenda. And and everyone's different. But people want to poo poo that. But look, I I toured with the man. I I saw him. You know, uh, he got paid one point five million every time he opened his mouth, and he gave the money away. No, no one knows that. That's something that the media don't bring up. So yeah. Jesus, Donald. Nelson Mandela and uh, Martin Luther King. 
How are we going to be in for dinner? That's, that's an amazing table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks Pete, for having me on the show. I'd be happy to be in the room at that table, Pat. Yeah, else. yeah. Well, hey, it's, it, it'd be a great table. Now, make sure that you guys go and get that free book and uh, yeah, no problem and, and access it, guys. It'd be great. They'll be there in the chat. There'll be a link. But uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Pat. You, you're amazing. Uh, I, I, I think that you're a great guy and so inspiring. And particularly in this, in these, I, I, I wake up and dream. A lot of people are waking up to, from nightmares. So I think you know the more that they're here your voice yeah. the better we'll all be off well look if, if i can do anything for anyone out there you know look if people want books just 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 send me an email i'm happy to help you know i i uh, whatever we can do to get i find if i give it'll come back yeah. and now uh, look those webinars that we do uh with uh the jack campbell's of the mark excuse me the mark victor hansons you know i'm trying to get jesus nelson mandela martin luther king on a webinar but they're a bit hard to get these days <laughs> i think we'd sell that to netflix part yeah, that'd be great. Bless you, my friend. Thank you so much, Pat. Take care. Great backstories with two great mates, Peter and Dave, on the CEO Huddle. Learn business.